I, I remember though, like when the fire was like, we're like, should we grab Seamus and stuff? Like, no, fuck his shit. <laughs> it's on fire. Yeah, I literally was like, are we gonna grab Seamus's stuff? And he's like, what? The fucking avocados? Leave it. <laughs> Welcome to the WWSD podcast. We are sponsored by Collector's Maze. You can check them out at collectorsmaze.com for all things related to fandom. You can follow us and subscribe to us on every major streaming platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. You can like and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. As always, I'm your host, Josh, and I'm joined with my best friend, Seamus, and we have one of our good friends joining us tonight. His name is Tyler. We've known him for about closer to 10 years. We've uh, been hanging out for a very long time. We're interested in kind of the same stuff and we've just always been really good friends so we figured it'd be a good time to bring him on to the podcast Tyler what do you uh what do you want to talk about tonight all right let's let's talk about some nerdy shit so this is this is the podcast that never happened it's it's ironic because like remember we talked like what 10 years ago at this point about yeah we yeah we did talk about this doing this clicks coitus and comics (laughs) clicks oh shit you're right are you still doing warhammer and stuff i'm still playing warhammer like casually uh, I mean, it's kind of. I mean, the right whole now. thing's casually. Like, yeah, that's, that's the whole. Thing. It's the game. <laughs> Even when you play competitive levels, it's like, yeah, I just won the biggest tournament of the year. Uh, I've played in uh, a tournament every two weeks this entire year. I, I'm number one ranked in the world this year. Uh, I got a $200 box set. It's like, bro, why'd you spend all that time and money? <laughs> it, it, people who do it do it because they love it. Love, like, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. It's the hobby more than anything. Yeah. That's what, like, I, I can't imagine Paul, like, Paul just absolutely loves that game, and, like, he's he's good at it, he's he loves, he knows all the rules, he knows all the interactions, but, like, can you just curb stomp, like, random people every week? Like, I would just, like, lose all interest in it. Yeah, it seems boring. Yeah. It's, it's, it's because it's a little bit of, like, if it was just the game, he'd probably get bored, but he's like, oh, I'm making new figures, I'm doing this, I'm trying different lists. And the thing that I like and don't like about Warhammer is, like, if you remember, we were playing like hero clicks. Mm-hmm. Like when we wanted to test, we would like test like, okay, this list versus that list. We're doing this like 50 to 100 times. Mm-hmm. If we were playing hero clicks, if I lost a game, I could usually pinpoint like, okay, this is where I messed up. Like looking back, like I misplayed here. I should have done this. But with Warhammer, there's so many variants that you can't get like, is it like, oh, is my unit bad? Uh, did I just move poorly? Did I position poorly? Did I just roll good and they roll bad? Did they roll good? I roll bad. Like there's so many variants that it's hard. Like when you're trying to test, especially since games take two to three hours, and the turns are so much longer. It's just so much yeah. interaction in one turn. Whereas like hero clicks, you mess up your turn. Like oh, I should move my guy two spaces this way. And it's like it's really yeah. easy. Like but like in you know, a Warhammer turns, like wow, do I move the entire like my entire armor division here and then like all my random dudes here? And it's just like yeah, it's just so much shit happens. Yeah, like you could lose Warhammer during setup, and setup takes like twenty minutes. Like you just be like, yeah, I just positioned really bad against this army. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> this is an uphill battle. Man. There goes three hours. Yeah. And that's the thing, even like you win those things, like you get like 50 bucks in store credit. And it's just like, I don't know. You, you do it because you like the game. Yeah. And there's a lot of really cool. My favorite part about Warhammer is it is 100%, well, most of the time, a game about outthinking your opponent. Very rarely is a game just lost, just due to like a bad matchup or, or bad dice rolls. Yeah. Even like you could even mitigate, like if you start losing like certain parts of like the game you could just adapt during the game into something maybe your army doesn't normally do and you could still pull out ahead 
in that sense, it's very unique and very rewarding. But also, like the the thing that like would piss me off is like I usually respect the games I play, and like I, I see people just disrespect Warhammer by like not painting their armies or like they're using like random fucking units that are like fucking McDonald's toys and like like that <laughs> that just irks the fuck out of me. We're so uh, Games Workshop actually in this newest edition added a rule that a lot of people hate. So it's now a hundred point system for a game. That's how many points you could, that's how you compare who wins the points at the end of the game. 10 of those points come from your army being what's called battle ready. It's just primed. No, no. it has to be painted with detail, shading and based. Hmm. And if you're not 10 points is a huge difference. Like your primary objectives total to 15 points. Then you get three secondary objectives, which each total to 15 points. Oh yeah. Like, so it's like, you're talking about like one-tenth of your score. And most games don't go to like the full hundred. Like if you get a full hundred, like you're Florida. on fire. Like yeah. most games are like 20 to 40 points to like 20 to 40 points. So 10 points, like just for, oh, I got lazy and didn't paint this guy. It's like, well, that sucks. You lost. I mean, it's like, are people actually upset about that? Because like, I would, like when I go and watch you guys, like there's usually the, the Pauls and like you that would have like their, their full armies fully painted. And then it'll be like the Knicks that just, <laughs> they're just barely based. You're basically saying that you're going to have to outperform everyone you play by like 10%. Like it's like, so if you bring like a hyper competitive, really good army and you think you're going to wipe people, I guess it's worth it. But even then, like. Just paint your shit. Yeah, dude. Just paint your stuff. I mean, because, like, even, like, as a competitive player, like, it would irk me if I, like, paint the army every time I wanted to, like, change, like, units out or, like, switch to a different army. Uh, I guess, like, Warhammer is just not that competitive nature to it with, like, magic. Like, there's no real, like... No, it does have that competitive nature to it, for sure. But the thing is, because of the nature of the game, a lot of people, like, just, like, they just own everything for their army. So when they want to switch it, they just have it in a box somewhere ready to Mm -hmm. go. If you wanted to like do like a completely different army though, like it, it's a lot harder to pivot. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Did you catch up? Are you caught up on all the Disney stuff, Tyler? Yeah. Okay. Man, we could shell out for DC. I was going to eventually. Yeah, I actually like like HBO's. Uh, actually, is probably the best streaming service right now. I'm not like trying like same thing about them personally but like i overall i think their content like they, they like i don't ever watch my netflix anymore uh my hulu has been hit and miss uh my disney like is only really just for mandalorian and uh marvel stuff uh but hbo has been been pretty pretty solid like i, I think it was like because I, I locked in like uh for a year for like six bucks or whatever i was like yeah this is insane for like six bucks especially that was prior to all the announcements for like godzilla and mortal Kombat and shit and snyder cut yeah, it was also before they also added all the DC uh, shows because they were on the DC streaming service. And so I, I lucked out as well. DC had their own paywall. I was like, man, I don't want to watch a DC only. Like I do, but I don't want to pay for just DC content. Yeah, I mean, I paid for it just to watch Titans like a few years ago when it was on. Uh, but also the DC service, you got access to all the comics. So if you're into like reading comics and all, had like all the digital comics for like, it was like eight bucks. And also, I'm like, ah, oh, that's a pretty good deal. Like, if you want to get caught up on, like, and their stuff is only, like, a few months behind of, like, current printings. So you can get caught up on, like, stuff you haven't read in a while, which is pretty cool. So I was behind on the comics. Are you at all, like, familiar with how the comics are going? No, I haven't really read comics uh, probably, like, four or five years. 
like what nine years ago new 52 launched it's really been nine years it's fucking gross i think it was 2011 yeah jesus fucking christ yeah so that's when they killed the multiverse and then rebirth was they brought brought it back yeah well barry allen killed the multiverse <laughs> well yeah that was like in the 80s but then they brought it back in 52 well, yeah, the Flashpoint, like Flashpoint Paradox, uh, re- only went back and fixed everything. Yeah, that was, went. you're right, yeah. Yeah. DC keeps bringing back the multiverse. One of the, one of the big rumors right now is they're actually might be axing it this summer, like the entire comic line, like all the comics. It came from pretty uh, reputable sources. What does that mean? They're not going to produce comics anymore. DC, they're just going to do animation? animation and movies uh, video games they, they said they're gonna keep their main product lines like superman batman wonder woman like those big ones like going in some capacity but like everything else is, is they're gonna just stop producing everything damn that kind of sucks yeah yeah because apparently they, they fired a bunch of like high high level like staff members uh like right around christmas time like, like they cleaned house like a, a bunch of like people and like yeah so this is one that the rumors are circulating that they're they're planning on shutting down the whole operation uh come this summer yeah, because they had they had a, a it was actually gonna be another relaunch. <laughs> Jim Jim Lee was gonna do another relaunch this summer, and then they canceled that as well. So they, they announced that cancellation, and that's when like everyone's like, all right, they're they're just getting out of the comic industry. It's very depressing. <laughs> like I don't even read comics anymore, and like it's just really depressing to think about. Yeah, me neither. And it's weird because that's such a big part of our, our lives for like for so long as well. It's just, dude, like where do people find time to do anything? <laughs> yeah, I I don't know, man. It's like hard for me to find like four hours a week to clean my fucking house. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you, brother. Yeah, it's it's weird. Like we're like because like there was times like we would just do nothing all day, and this wasn't even that long ago. This was like like five six years ago. Yeah, it's not like we were kids. Like we were we were already adults. <laughs> we already had responsibility. Is it just because like we're trying to be more successful now? Like, yeah. But like there was those times we would sit at like a comic shop at noon and then leave to like midnight that night. Mm-hmm. We literally didn't do anything that day. Like we play board games and talk shit and dude, all around me, I've got so many board games. Never playing. Yep, that's why I stopped buying them. Are you uh you plan on playing tomorrow night uh, for Commander? Probably not. I don't know if I'm gonna have time because, like I said, I have to clean the house. And Saturday, I'm taking Carissa to museum in Naples. Which museum? I don't remember. I like to keep it a surprise because then I really like it. You know, I don't have to look into it. <laughs> she decided we're gonna go. Oh, okay. No, so she planned it. Oh, it's, a, it's she's surprising you, not. Uh, yeah, the way you, the way you're phrasing it is like you're bringing you're taking her to museum. Surprising her by letting her know we can go do that. Oh, okay. okay. And then she gets she gets to choose, and then you are yeah. surprised as well. Double surprise. Yeah. Do you guys have this problem like, with museums and like general? Like I like museums and I like like art galleries, but if someone like tells me that we're going to one i do a bunch of research on it and then i end up seeing all the stuff i don't know yeah, actually i haven't really been to a museum in a very long time like not since i was like much younger i mean i've gone to art museums but like uh, any traditional museum what was the last one that you went to uh was it the dolly museum i uh, yeah probably probably dolly was probably the last one i, I went to that was uh that was uh, with me huh? i've been to the dolly museum a few times yeah they get different exhibits they're pretty cool mm-hmm. But like I like going to like zoos and aquariums and stuff like that. Yeah, we, we were into that shit. I love aquariums. Like it's a thing. Like actually, no, no, I went to a museum not too long ago. Me and me and Sam, we went to. Uh, he took me to all the DC museums because all the museums up in DC are free. Oh, that's cool. And they're like really really nice museums, like massive monster museums. 
like we did like an entire day just like on the air and space and the uh natural history museum or whatever it was but yeah i don't, I don't research anything like that we ruin all the fun dude like why i don't have a problem man like but so you've known me long enough like if i start to like get into something i i just want to be an expert at it like right away but it's like a museum like like what are you metagaming like I, I can understand like an amusement park like yeah I'll, I'll research like an amusement park figure out which rides i want to go to which which shows i want to see what's a museum i'm like oh it's at the museum and then there's like all the pictures of the art that's there and i'm like all right cool like why am i going now i saw it. <laughs> okay i mean like i know the museums i've been to like didn't have like pictures of all the art like they would have like a couple things but like most of it like they don't show it because like it had, like no one's allowed to take pictures of it yeah. you're right you're right I like them anyway. And then Sunday, I'm playing in a big webcam tournament for Duke. That's like the the one thing I miss like more than anything. Like even like pre pandemic, like I, I I wasn't playing nearly as much Magic as I used to play. But like I miss that traveling and going to events and staying up all night. Trying- yeah, that, that was that was cool. Yeah, that's why I, I miss that too. Yeah, I, I I love um I love the level of, of like competition that you can have at those at those um, events too. It's like you don't, you really don't get that week to week at F and M's. No, and like especially you, you quit like right before we started like going like every weekend to like PBTQs and traveling up yeah. and down the state. Like you fucked up. Yeah, you know, me too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do miss GPS. I think like the first big event like that's available. Like I'm gonna go to. It's, it's probably gonna be insane. I think everyone's gonna probably do the same thing where everyone's just gonna go to the first big event. You sold out. Uh, I mean, you did those, yeah, they don't really sell out, but yeah. Dude, webcam events are dope. Like, I don't know, like, I wasn't familiar with what people were doing for that, but apparently it's been big in Yu-Gi-Oh! And, like, now with Digimon, like, I'm, I'm literally playing basically at a GP every weekend, just from my office. Yeah, like, I I know, like, uh, like, like Ryan, uh, Ryan G and all, like, he, he's been doing the webcam stuff for a while. It's just, it feels weird to me. I don't know, like, Magic feels like it would be really clunky, because mm-hmm. there's so many windows of interaction. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, like, yeah, ma- Magic, there's, like, Every different face is different. Are right, you passing priority, passing back priority? I feel like a game of magic at a competitive level over webcam would take like three hours. Oh, probably if, if both people are playing at like that, that level and they know like how they're doing it, they because you know when they're gonna interact with you, like you know, all right, if he has the removal spell, he's gonna cast it here, kind of thing. So you can kind of yeah. lead into it. But at the same time, I guess like if you're bluffing or you're trying to like do those mental games, it might be a little harder. Yeah, there that is a big difference because you don't get the facial tells. Yeah, because cameras like just on their field, so you don't like actually you just see their hands, mm-hmm. maybe a small fraction of their chest. Are you ever like weary of like people cheating? Because that'd be like my other big thing is like how do I the people who are going to cheat on webcam events are the same people who are going to cheat in real life. It's just as easy to do it either way. Like I don't mean that like oh everyone can do it. I just mean like the people who want to cheat are going to cheat. A big part of it is just most events are really good about, you know, keep all the cards in frame at all time. When they shuffle, they usually ask how you want them to cut. And then you, I usually just be like, all right, cut it in half and then put the top seven at the bottom. Yeah, I think if I would get into like uh, anything like that, I would just play like Magic Online and then I don't have to worry about any of that shit. But at the same time, Magic Online's garbage and like runs like horse shit. So it's like, it's even harder to justify it. I still like playing paper cards. Like that's nothing feels the same as like when you're shuffling real cards. Nothing feels better than that. I don't know. Is this a common? I don't know what remind. I get. I know what reminded me of this. But when I started working at the job I'm at now, I had a coworker who like was talking about hooking up with a girl that night, and he's like, "Yeah, man, I gotta drink a lot of milk to get ready." 
because I've never heard that in my life. I think I don't think milk does it. I'll tell you something that does though. A load boost <laughs> is a supplement for men's sexual health that, among other things, increases semen volume, orgasm intensity, and increases ejaculation power. Aside from helping you shoot ridiculous porn star loads, Load Boost's premium blend of active ingredients, pygeum, salt, palmetto, zinc, and other supporting nutrients is formulated to improve prostate health and function. You can try Load Boost today risk-free by going to www.loadboost.com and using promo code WWSD10 for a discount. Or click the link in this episode description. Summary. And for each purchase using our code, you'll help support the podcast. (laughs) One load at a time. Josh, did you watch the Snyder Cut? Yes, yeah, I watched. Uh, I'm curious. Did you like it? It was much better than the uh, the the Whedon cut. So there there's like still some stuff that was kind of wonky. I don't know if they just needed more time to to flesh it out. Like some of the CG stuff looked kind of cheesy. I mean, it was like really good CG. So like it, it's hard to say that that was the reason. But like I remember seeing some of the fight scenes. I'm just like, eh, this doesn't look that polished. Like compared to like a Marvel uh, fight scene or even like the the Whedon fight scenes. Like they they definitely look a little more polished. So but I can get over that pretty easily. That's not that big of a deal. Like some of the, there's some silly stuff like the Wonder Woman. Every time she did something, like her music would start playing, which that became an internet meme for like a day or so. And then the Steppenwolf, uh, the the cat eyes thing, like that was also like a, like I remember watching him. Like this is silly, and then people start making memes for it. I'm like, oh, okay, I guess I'm not the only one. I did hear that they fixed a lot of stuff, but they did not fix Steppenwolf. He was still a very flat character. <laughs> No, he he was much better. No, they gave him they gave him a good bit more depth. Like he looked more menacing. Uh, he still looked kind of silly. Like he looked definitely out of place and like overly CGI. But like I can get over that. Like the the big everyone the, the stuff that people are clamoring on is like they gave Flash a really good backstory or they they fleshed out the, the Flash a lot more and Cyborg. So like in the in the original ones, it, they kind of seem like extras in that movie and like they're like star characters. Uh, and like. The original like cut just they, they were like, they had like four lines and they're all like joke lines like this one they actually gave them like their backstory and actually kind of fell for the characters that's very cool i like this i mean giving it the four hours was was uh, definitely did it because it, they, they wouldn't be able to cram it in a two-hour movie and yeah. so like I, I get why it was cut down and like why that stuff was removed because it's just not physically possible yeah i was watching a bunch of reviews and a lot of them did some side-by-side scenes and even like they said that the small differences made a bigger difference Mm-hmm. Like there's like a one in particular that I remember from one review is like there's a scene where a janitor gets like abducted by a parademon and he just has no reaction in the original cut. And then like in the new one, like, you know, he screams and like he has a reaction and it's like, well, if they already had that film, why did they go with the one where he's like, it's just weird. And that's the thing, like they, they had a lot of film and like he only had to uh, film a couple additional scenes. Like it, it was really minor the amount of stuff that he actually had to re- refilm. So like they had all this shit like laying around, and there was actually I heard that like, he has even more footage that he didn't use that was he was saving for like the the second and third movie possibly if they ever get aired or created or whatever. I'm glad that they. That, uh, someone told me that Aquaman is no longer a dick to Cyborg the entire movie. So I, I don't remember like the the Whedon cut too much. Like I haven't seen it in years, uh, and like I've only watched it like maybe like once or twice. Like I don't over like I didn't watch it beforehand. I didn't want to like it detain it or anything, but at the same time, I kind of wish I did, so I can kind of like compare the differences. Maybe I'll go back and rewatch the Whedon cut and just like, oh, this is terrible. Yeah, but like I don't remember a lot of it. Like I just remember like the movie overall, but like the minor details. How like Cyborg and like Flash were like relegated to like side characters when like Cyborg's like a huge part of the Justice League, at least in like the retelling that they're saying, mm-hmm. like the comics and in this, and yeah. like uh, like Aquaman, the the one side by side scene that I saw. 
in this review that I watched was like, there's a scene where Cyborg's like, I don't know how to control my powers. And Aquaman's just kind of like, are you even trying? And it's just like, he's just being like a dick to Cyborg. And then in the new cut, it's like the same scene where he's like, I just don't know how to control my powers. And Aquaman says nothing. He walks away. Aquaman's just like standing there looking like kind of sullied. And the Flash is like, what's wrong? He's like, this kid just lost his father. He's like, he's barely an adult. And we're going to ask him to like do this with us. He's like, I don't like this. And the Flash is like, you care? And he's like, I never said I didn't or something along those lines. And it's like, it's just cool because like, they tried to make Aquaman way too cool of a character in the Whedon cut. And like Aquaman's like, he's a good dude. He's like, I don't know. I feel like these characters in DC, like that's what makes it better than Marvel in my opinion is all these characters are like such icons of like what they are. And in the movies, it never transfers well. Like they, they always try to do something different. So like DC is always inherently darker. It's, it's more edgier. It's, it's just more real. And like, that's why I think a lot of people don't gravitate towards it as much as the Marvel stuff. Cause the Marvel is just really like, like it's not necessarily flamboyant, but it's like, very like bright and like it's it has a lot, it's a lot more hopeful like whereas like the dc stuff is it's a bit more grim like and it's, it's darker and it has like those tones and that's what like a lot of people said with the snyder cut like it wouldn't really do well as like a, a franchise movie like like multiple movies because it's so dark and gloomy but like at the same time that's what i like about it and i don't know even like the the later marvel movies were kind of getting dark and gloomy i mean uh end game and if anywhere was was pretty gloomy Oh, and I, I wish they would go like more risks like that. And the, that's the reason they recut it as like a comedy is because like, oh, this is too dark and, and grim for people. Like they, they won't sit here and watch it. Even for a two hour movie, they wouldn't watch it. So let's add some jokes. Let's, let's make some one liners. Let's, let's make people laugh and shit. And it's just like, why are they going to be telling jokes when fucking an interdimensional alien is coming here to like fuck shit up? And we're going to make like wise ass cracks and shit like that. It's just like, yeah. who would, no one would fucking do that. Like we would never do that. Like no one would do that. And like, I would not be making weird, awkward jokes towards wonder woman. If like, I need her to like fucking slice some parademons in half and shit. I'm not going to like make weird sexual comments and, and shit like that. And it's just like, I don't know. I don't know why like studio is extra to dumbest fucking people. And that's the one thing that like when I finished Snyder cut, I was actually really upset like for being like a DC fan and like given the other, like the, the other movie. And it was just like, I've gotten so much shit as like a fan of DC for like the last like 10 years at this point with the MCU stuff, all everything that's going really good for Marvel. And it's just like, it's, it's so hard to justify being like a DC fan. And it's just, it's fucking those execs, man. Like they didn't let Snyder do his thing. Like give us that dark and gloomy movie. Like give us no hope. Like most of like a lot of us, like our favorite movies, Empire, like uh, just because it's so dark and gloomy, it ends on a down note and I don't think we need like happiness. Yeah, like, man, I only watched the original Justice League, I think, once, and it was in theaters. I was just so disappointed because there's so there's some things I really like about it. Like, I will go to my grave saying that Affleck was Affleck, amazing Batman. And that and that's the best thing about uh, the Snyder Cut is he gets so much more like like time and all. Like, especially the epilogue is is just so awesome. And like that's and he, he doesn't kill anyone in the Snyder Cut. I'm told. Yeah, I mean, Superman killed Zod in, in his Superman yeah. movie, so I don't know. It's weird. Like, and I just remember there being one, like, even though I haven't seen it in forever, I remember there being just a slapstick line by Batman in the Whedon version where, like, he gets hit by Superman or so something happens where he's on the ground and he's like, yep, it's definitely bleeding. And it's like a callback to the do you believe line that's supposed to be funny. And it's like, mm -hmm. Batman does not have one liners. Yep. Like that is so against everything Batman is. 
the things that should be funny with Batman should be like situational comedy, not because he's trying to be clever or funny. There are characters in DC that make jokes, like uh, Green, like Hal Jordan. He like makes like like goofy jokes and shit like that. Yeah, and so like Flash, yeah. Uh, so there are those slapstick type characters uh plastic man's another great one and so like that comedy does exist but like in in the right context like they're not gonna be cracking like these dumb fucking jokes like yeah yeah there's supposed to be the dichotomy like that's why batman needs robin like is because like most of the robins are like little smart asses and they bounce well off of batman's like never joking mentality why is ass crack yeah, the uh, the other really good thing about Snyder Cut uh, that I, I literally like, uh, besides the afflict and, and all that, it really makes you want more. And it, it's actually really even more depressing because you know they're not going to give us more or like they realistically can't give us more. Because uh, that's like the big thing now. People are pushing for more of the, the Snyderverse. And like, that's just not going to happen. Like, there's no way it can happen. He had an idea for uh, a trilogy for it, like the, the three movies. Like, I don't think it's ever come to fruition. And which that's like even more depressing. Yeah, because they're, they're not going to let him do his own thing again, even though it made him like a crazy amount of money. I heard uh, a bunch of spoilers about it, too, and I like what I've heard. Like, Yeah, yeah. the second movie is supposed to be super, like, even more dark and gloomy than than, than his Snyder Cut of Justice League, uh, which they're, they're never going to greenlight it. Like, it, it ends with such like a, yeah, it would never get greenlit. I mean, the third one kind of brings it all together and, and makes it cheery, but. Even like the actors, I, I think Wonder Woman's only gonna do like one more movie. Uh, like, uh, what's her face? She's only like signed up for one more movie, so she's not gonna do any more. And probably Jason Momoa is probably too big, and uh, the guy plays uh, Henry Cavill, Calvin or whatever. Yeah, he's in the Witcher. Yeah, but also other movies like so like yeah, they're not gonna be able to make more like what like uh, of uh, more more of the the Justice League movies. But like, there was a lot of, like really cool callbacks and stuff. Like, uh, Martian Manhunter was in it, and like two or three scenes, which was really dope. They had uh, I forget the guy the the, the Adam though. Like, the Adam had like a, a cameo as uh, is it Roy? Is it Roy? Roy's the Adam? Ray Palmer. Ray Palmer. Yeah. So yeah, they had. Uh, I think it was. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Ray was in the movie. Or they insin- yeah, they insinuated that it was Ray Palmer. Uh, but he didn't like shrink or anything like that. But the uh, as a scientist, he was in it. Very cool. And like the whole epilogue was was just really awesome with like the the alternate reality where like Superman kills everyone. Like they had more of that. They had like a like a 20 minute scene of that, which was dope, uh, with like Deathstroke and everything. I heard like it ends with like the Joker and Batman talking to each other. Oh uh, kinda. Yeah, they had like this uh discussion, like it was like a, a few minute discussion with uh Jarrett Leto's Joker, which really redeemed the character. Someone said they were really glad because it wasn't because we get this in every movie where they're they're both together. And it's so played out like it was cool the first time in like 96 when it happened where like they're talking and the Joker's like, we're not so different, you and I. It's just like it wasn't that, which is good. It was he was antagonizing Batman, basically insinuating Jason Todd at at the very least. Like they didn't didn't really say it, but he's like, you sent a boy to do like a man's job and and like look what happened to that boy kind of thing. And like just antagonizing, like getting underneath his skin. And like Affleck was just such the bomb. Like it was such a good scene. So like, it's almost like paying for HBO Max just to watch like that last 20 minutes of the movie. Like it's so, such a good scene. Uh, but yeah, he was really like digging into him and all. And like you can like, yeah, he just wanted to beat the shit and kill the Joker so bad. But he needed him still. Dude, I want ever since I saw the animated Under the Red Hood, I just want a live action one where Jensen Ackles plays Red Hood. He like low key killed it. 
I don't care what anyone said. That's the the cool thing about like the DC stuff. Like the one thing they're actually doing really well uh, over Marvel is the animated films. Their their animated stuff is like top notch. Like their their animated movies are so 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 good. Yeah, like to bring up the same one again, Under the Red Hood. I, I got into the comics a little late. Like I didn't read them as they came out. But the Under the Red Hood story is like so cool to me. Like I I just I'm a huge Batman fan and like just seeing that animated. And then Jensen Ackles, like, I don't think he's, like, an amazing actor or anything, but him, there's a scene in the movie where, you know, he's Red Hood, he he has the Joker, like, bound and gag, and he, like, traps Batman in, like, a warehouse, and he's basically, like, asking, like, Batman, like, why he didn't kill him, and, like, it's just, like, you could tell Jensen Ackles been in soap operas before from, like, the scene, because he's just, like, he's, like, not talking about, like, the Penguin or... Or, you know, like the Riddler, he's like, I'm not talking about killing any of them. I'm talking about killing him. And not because he deserves it. It's like, but because he took me from you. And it's just like, yeah, like, oh, it was cool. I like it a lot. Yeah, like all, all the DC animated stuff has been really, really top notch. And that's why I, I, I would like to see him more on the big screen. But like, it's just like they're already talking about rebooting Superman as well. Like we're going to get one more. We're going to get Athlete Batman in the Flash movie uh, with uh, Michael Keaton as Black Batman as well. So it will be like two timelines of Batman, uh, possibly a third timeline of Batman as well. They're going to do a bunch of time shit, which would be a cool way to probably wrap it up. Anyway, Falcon Winter Soldier. Did you watch episode one? Yep. Did you watch episode one? I did not. Did you like it? So I was hoping it's gonna be more of like a buddy, uh, buddy cop action type thing, like good cop, bad cop. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, but it's only like six episodes, though. It's it's a much shorter show. I think this first episode was just all set up. Yeah, like they just had to build the world. Also, don't forget that this is supposed to take place before Wandavision, like timeline was wise. Okay. And this show was supposed to come out before Wandavision. Okay, I, I didn't know that. The whole first episode would be the first thing we saw since uh spider-man far from home oh, yeah actually black widow should have came out before that but yeah okay yeah so it's like kind of like hey everyone's back and that's why they like set up like the whole bang thing which is mm-hmm. i know it's supposed to be like kind of like heart-wrenching but it was hilarious mm-hmm. to me oh with the selfies no like no just like just be like you yeah, have no credit line for the last five years <laughs> i just think that's so funny. yeah it's like like what the f- but then, like the guys like asking for selfies, like, oh, you yeah. mind if we like do a do a picture? And it's just like, no, you're still not I mean my loan, motherfucker. Like, can you uh, can you like tweet tweet or something? <laughs> yeah, like the whole the first like ten minutes was so good too. Like it was just all action. It was just such a one eighty from like Wandavision. And like I didn't like Wandavision was all right. Like the first couple episodes were really hard to watch and get through. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. And like I I, I appreciate them doing something weird and different. Like I definitely appreciate that aspect of it. But at the same time, like a lot of people, their arguments were they could have just cut out all that goofy random shit and just gave us like a two hour movie. And like we would have been just as happy with it just because like they didn't really add much. I watched uh, it with Carissa Mm -hmm. and she was like after one episode, she's like, I don't know if I want to keep watching this. Like the the Dick Van Dyke episode, like I love Lucy. And I was like, it's I was like, I didn't want because I really didn't have any interest in it. And it worked. So props to Marvel until I found out that uh, Evan Peters was in it. <laughs> and I was like, okay, what are they going to do? Like now I need to know what they're doing. So it worked. So good for Disney and Marvel for deciding that. And like the, the cliffhangers were like enough to keep you watching. And like, but sometimes like if you weren't a real fan, I can't imagine other people watching this shit and like, oh, they, they showed like a little airplane. Like what the fuck's going on? Like there's like, why am I watching this stupid shit? Cause it is kind of silly. It's like over the top and, 
like you really have to be invested into the show to really care like and that's yeah. the only unfortunate thing like a casual watcher is never gonna watch this shit they won't get past the second episode yeah and then there's also a lot of stuff which like i'm glad for it being there as like uh like a comic book fan but there's a lot of stuff that people just won't get mm-hmm. especially like her character wasn't really fleshed out in the other avenger movies and stuff like that and so like i guess you kind of see her grow her power but like at the same time it's just like why she didn't do any of this shit beforehand if you didn't read the comics and you just watched the movies, she was a nobody to you. Yeah. Like, and that's, that is one thing that I think WandaVision did really well is it made me care about like Scarlet Witch and the vision in the MCU, because I gave zero fucks about them up until this show. Yeah. Like I did not care. And even the only reason in Endgame that the line was cool was because I know Scarlet Witch in the comics. And I'm like, Oh, is she going to be that now? Like where she, where Thanos is like, I don't even know who you are. And she's like, you will. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, especially like the time we were reading comics. Like that was like the b- big, like Wanda, like just doing crazy shit, like with House of M and like just oh, man. altering everything. Like just that's when she really blossomed, like as like a, a real, really powerful character. And so like, you know, like that's what we grew up with, like reading that kind of stuff or those universes and like just her being so watered down in, the, sh- in the, the movies, even like in Ultron, like she was like a side character and like she didn't really add much to it. Like she didn't do anything like Brian Quinn. He's uh, on Impractical Jokers. He, he has a podcast uh, I listen to every week called Tell Him Steve Dave. We'll shout out for him. He was he had an argument that the show actually made Wanda look like a piece of shit. And like I actually really appreciate that when you go back and dissect it. Like she is terrible. She is a piece of shit. That's the point, though. But like, no, like what you like, like I, uh, I know people are like really uh, they hate the military guy uh, that was like going in there. But like he was like doing his job. Like he didn't do anything wrong, and like if this person, like Wanda, is like a superhero, like she's superpower, she's she's a, a mutant, and I don't think they actually call her mutant, but she, she's one of the most powerful beings in the comics, and she's going in like fucking up this town, and like he did everything right, and like that's why like people are like, oh fuck this guy, this guy's a piece of shit, like uh, no, like she literally like held the whole town captive, forcing people, the children and old people, women, men, it doesn't matter, she dogs she she controlled everything i think they're setting her up to be a villain with uh, yep. sorry Shannis, where we're going we're delving past here uh, it's 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 okay <laughs> <laughs> because like in the end i i don't think she's redeeming herself i think she's straight up just embracing like yeah this is who i am now like but the the, the military guy the one thing that, that the only thing he did like yeah he's an asshole whatever was he shooting the kids the only thing no, no, not even okay. that. They were that's real. what people. That's what people like. Yeah, that's why. That's my they argument. Were like, real. Uh, yeah, fuck him. <laughs> the thing that like made him really bad is because he, it was kind of implied that he forced her hand into this. Like he manipulated her into this. No. Kind of, because like when he's there talking to her and he's like, "Yeah, it must suck with all this power and you being the only one who could bring the vision back to life." And like, he's right there, and you could just grab him and leave and fix all this but uh, he's dead anyway i'll be out here don't try to go in there uh, there's no lock but don't go in there anyway bye hello like i mean it, i mean i'm sure he egged her on to some capacity but at the same time like he's just an asshole like i think he just wanted to monitor her to figure out how vision was put together so that they could make a controllable vision which again like that doesn't inherently make him a piece of shit like no he did everything right if there's like fucking thanos snapping people you're talking about Iron Man's gone. Yeah. Like, people forget, like, in this universe, you're looking at it through the scope of, like, a viewer. 
or through the scope of like the heroes themselves, who of course they're not worried, but the American military after the events of Endgame. And then on top of all that, Iron Man, the only person who kept tabs with them from the heroes is also gone. And they're just like, uh, fuck guys, uh, fuck Captain America's gone. Iron Man's gone. We don't talk to Thor. Uh, what, what do we do? <laughs> like, yeah. And like them making like vision into a weapon, like we would do that in a heartbeat. Like it wouldn't even be like no one would question it. Oh yeah, a robot that's like the a super weapon. Like yeah, yeah, fuck yeah, let's let's do this. Like we got aliens and shit out there. Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. And it's like I don't know, man. It's just like people are like so anti against that. Like this is just how it would work in the real world. That the the army guy going in and trying to kill Wanda. Like we wouldn't even bat an eye at this thing. This would be yeah, dude, fucking kill her. Like. <laughs> yeah she's that powerful like yeah to the army especially it's like well this is a a hero who like they probably have intel because iron man is like paranoid in the marvel universe so they probably have all this intel on her and they know that she can't control her powers more powerful than she knows and that she's mentally unstable and like that's the thing like even like her powers aren't even fully fleshed out so like it's, it's probably just that unpredictability like you have no idea what she can really do which I get that as well. Like, it's just like, what, what, what can she do? Like, what was she capable of doing? Because they didn't really explain her, her powers at all. Like in the comics, she has the power over probability and that kind of like snowballs with like all these other powers. But like in the movies, she shot some like red shit at people. Like they never really explained like the chaos magic and shit like that. So yeah, I'm really excited to get into that. The one, like they did a lot of good stuff. Like not in the sense of like the WandaVision story is whatever. I think, the cool thing about WandaVision is they gave us now, like they made us care about their romance. Yeah. Like I, I care about them as a couple now. Like I feel like they do care. Like before it just felt like they're together because they say they are like, it didn't matter. But now like you kind of understand more of why they look at each other that way. And that's, that felt good. Like it, it's like the, it's probably the most fleshed out relationship in Marvel now, maybe besides like Cap and Peggy. And that's the thing. Like, I didn't really care about Vision too much. Like in the other movies, like he just didn't do anything for me. And like, but I love yeah. I hated Wanda in this, but I love Vision. I, I hear that they're, they're gonna do a tie-in. It's gonna tie into Doctor Strange. Yeah. So it's good. So it's gonna be part of that, which probably have like Manifesto and shit like that. Some some cool interdimensional demons and, and goofy shit. How, how do you feel about the uh, the Black Widow going on Disney for thirty dollars? That's what that's what movies are doing now, man. Yeah. It, it's whatever. It, it, it's so like not like I, I wasn't interested in black widow like i, I would like I, I wasn't like super excited to see it because like she's dead the i, I mean like, I like taskmaster taskmaster's gonna be probably pretty cool but they're gonna probably fuck him up so i'm just gonna be annoyed about it the entire time but like the only reason i was excited for it's like oh it's gonna be on disney plus i'll be able to watch it it'll be cool and then 30 dollars like fuck that noise yeah that, 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 that'll be temporary though right I mean, the Milan was, yeah, it, it was for like the a first few, few months. A few months. Until it's out theaters. It. Yeah. But it's just like, this like compared to like HBO, man, like, like King Kong comes out this weekend, doesn't it? Like King Kong vs. Godzilla. And then like Snyder Cut and fucking uh, Wonder Woman. And it's just like, I don't know. Uh, well. I'm excited for Falcon and Winter Soldier. I'll say. I don't care. Yeah. Mostly because I hope it does for those characters. Well, for Falcon in particular, what it did to Wanda and Vision for me, for like makes me care about them because I really don't care about the Falcon right now in the MCU. I I liked them in Civil War. I thought I really enjoyed him in Civil War. I think he was like a side character. Yeah, but I, like I want him to feel like the main character. 
Like Winter Soldier feels like a main character. Really? I feel like he feels more side character than the Falcon. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I like the Winter Soldier so much. Yeah. I mean, like, because you already know what, like how it's going to end up. Like, you know, he's going to pick up the mantle. Like, you know, he's going to become Captain America. I'll be surprised if they don't go that route with uh, Falcon. But I want to I see, like, the conflict between, like, him and Bucky, like, fighting for the shield. I hopefully gets to that point where, like, you can see that, like, they both want it. I don't know if Bucky wants it because at the end of Endgame, like, he made it sound like Bucky was on board with the decision, like, where, where he picks it up. and No, I, I feel like if you put them both in, this, in the same show, that that's you, that's going to be that internal conflict that they're going to have. Like, they, they're, they're obviously going to fight over it. I think it's going, like, uh, I guess, like, the, the person with an English degree in me, <laughs> like, all the writing knowledge I have from lots of school I don't use, they're going to, I think they're going to set it up to where it's like, Sam doesn't think anyone should have it because he's going to keep comparing everyone to Cap. And then Bucky is like the closest thing to Cap that they have, but he doesn't think he deserves it because he has all this guilt. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be like, it's going to come to like where someone needs to be. It's going to be like, what is it called? Battle for the Cowl. Yeah. Where in, in the DC comics, they're like trying to replace Batman after he dies and death of Batman, Batman RIP. And like, everyone's just like, Dick Grayson, it's you. Just do it. And Dick Grayson's like, no, I'm not Bruce. Sorry, can't do it. And then he sees all these other people doing it and just not living up to Bruce's name. And he's like, all right, give me the fucking cape. It's it's going to be that where like Bucky does it. And I think Bucky's going to be captain at least for like an episode. And it's going to be something where like his past comes back up and he's just like, I can't do this because I can't tie this to Steve's name. So like it has to be you. And then Sam's going to be like, okay. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. That, that seems really logical. And that was the one thing I liked about WandaVision. Like, I kept me guessing the entire time. Yeah. Whereas, like, I just had no idea where the fuck it was going. Uh, especially, like, people were saying, oh, it's going to tie in with, like, new X-Men movies coming to the Marvel. So I'm, like, waiting the entire time for that. It's going to tie in with Fantastic Four. Like, <laughs> I'm so glad that it was just, like, a bait and switch. Like, Evan Peters was literally just an actor that they chose. <laughs> it, it's still, like, the entire time you're just, like, all right, what's gonna happen? But like, I feel like the Winter Soldier, like, and Falcon, it, it seems really formulaic. Like, it just—I'll be surprised if it doesn't follow very similar to like how we discussed it. I mean, maybe they'll, they'll curveball us. Maybe, maybe they'll. I hope so. I think it'll be cool if they did. Yeah. I cool would be if it just like breaks everyone's expectations and they like uh, Punisher out of nowhere. Yeah, just exactly. I was just gonna say like they just bring in like Punisher or uh, what's his it, Captain Britain, <laughs> like. <laughs> All of uh, Alpha Flight uh, join up the, the Canadian soldiers. Yeah. What's his name? Uh, True North. What? What is it? Who's the Canadian Captain America? I don't remember. Captain <laughs> Canada, but he's, I don't remember what his real name was. And uh, Zemo, Baron Zemo, is supposed to be like the main villain throughout the whole thing, I believe. I mean, they already introduced Flag Smasher, but they did it more like a uh, like an ISIS type thing almost. Yeah. Which I think it works really well, where it's like a like a faceless many instead of just like one dude so that that's cool i just want to see them fight i i cannot wait for the choreographed team fight where they throw the shield back and forth off someone at each other and it's going to be just awesome hey how come how come falcon can catch the shield i don't remember did he ever did he catch the shield i don't remember him catching the shield does he just hold it does he not throw and catch it? i think i think he was just holding it because i remember like, that was like a big thing is like okay bucky can do it because he has the arm and he's got like a, a minor super soldier serum in him. Russian super soldier serum <laughs> knockoff. The Soviet soldier serum. And then like Punisher could do it because of like how accurate he was. Expert marksman. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know in the comics if he was able to, to throw the shield. I, I never read the comics when he picked up the mantle, but in the the movies, in the trailer, they show him okay. Because I remember like I, they showed a scene of like he was training to like catch it. Yeah, I don't know if he's just has to train himself to do it. He, like caught it with both his hands, and he was like braced, and it's like I hope that just fucking like in the show, like he does that and just like breaks his wrists, loses his fingers, just snap. yeah. <laughs> he's just like, yeah, I told you, you can't fucking do it, dude. Like, I've been watching this series. Uh, I binge-watched all of them. But it's by, uh, there's a YouTuber called The Canadian Lad. And he watches all the Marvel movies, like a, a lot of movies, but most of them MCU right now, in 0.25 speed. Okay. To, like, catch little things that, like, they put in there. And it's like, man, like, I know these movies aren't written to be, like, film art. But there's something to say about the amount of attention to detail that goes into these things. It's crazy. Like they, he talked about how in Infinity War and Endgame, like if you watch when Thanos is using the stones and against two, like when he's fighting Hulk in Infinity War, like on the ship, he's not using any stones. He's just one v one in Hulk, like without any assistance from the Infinity Stones. And then at the end of the movie, when he's fighting Doctor Strange, he uses like all of them. Stuff like that's really cool. It's actually funny, like, uh, I know we were talking to Mike Deza, and, like, one of the biggest complaints about these type of movies, like, they're not real film, like, they're, they're, uh, like, a ride, like, they're, it's just, like, a one big roller coaster and all, and so from, like, a director standpoint and a, a creator of film, a lot of those movies are lacking a lot of that, like, stuff that, like, other movies would have, just because, like, they're just designed to be, like, a spectacle. Yeah. Which is, and, like, and, like from a spectacle standpoint, like, I do enjoy them. Like they, they are a ride. They, they are yeah. entertaining. I agree. Like I, I agree to the extent that I think they're made to be digested for sure. And they're made really well in that regard. But I think in a way that no other films can, because of just like, it's, it's based on like a bigger, like endless lore. Like they have all these little nods. Like, like the reason they did that with, with Thanos is because he's supposed to be like unmatched in one V one combat. Like, supposed to be like unbeatable and that's why like they have to show them overpowering the hulk and it's really cool like uh the 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 youtube thing they point out that iron man and thanos's last line in their last movies that they appear in an endgame is the same as their last line in the first movie they both appeared in <laughs> that's cool so like thanos his last line in infinity war is i am inevitable before he snaps and then he doesn't say anything else for the rest of the movie and that's the, the last thing he says in Endgame as well. And then Iron Man at the end of Iron Man 1 says, I am Iron Man. And that's the last thing he says in Endgame as well. That's like the, the, the Easter eggs and like the, it reminds me a lot like uh, Arrested Development. Like they would do a lot of setups and all that would like play out like years later in other seasons. And that's what like the Marvel movies are a lot like where like they'll do like little things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's a, like, they do it all the time. Um, Something like, I'm just a sucker for these kind of callbacks. Um, In Infinity War, like Thanos, when like Iron Man, like uses all of his nano machines and almost like dies in space and Thanos gets the cut on his cheek and he's like, you did all that for one drop of blood. And it's like, they don't mention anything about it, but that's a callback to Iron Man 2 when uh, Whiplash is talking to Tony Stark. And he says, if you can make God bleed, people cease to believe in him. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's so cool that they like have like just over like eight years or however long it was just 
they really do like put in that Tony Stark really internalizes everyone who critiques him, like because of how how much of an ego like maniac he is. When he mm-hmm. gets like insulted, he like pretends to blow it off, but everything that he does as a character is like based on something someone's like he made Ultron because he couldn't protect people. Like he he literally tried to put a big suit of armor around the world. And it's just it's insane. It's cool. I, I like those types of things. I think that's the art in these films. Like it might not be like the cinematography or it's anything. The fan like service. That. It's, it's yeah, it's, fan it's service. A little bits of like Yeah. <laughs> that's what I remember like when I was trying to like because Kyle never saw any of the MCU stuff. I remember trying to explain to him like yeah like each movie like builds on each other like each one individually is not that strong but when you watch like the 20 of them or whatever how many there are now like they they're, they're so much stronger and like they each build off each other there's like little nuances here there's little tidbits here there's easter egg like and it's just it, it comes as such a stronger entity and that's why i always that's why i like about the marvel or like where dc has never been able to do that is because like their movie like they reboot like a movie every couple of years like they like at least with marvel that was very consistent for those 10 years uh, with the 20 something movies like it was just yeah yeah it's i think this is why marvel did better than dc in the movie department i think in the dc movies the directors are trying to make these characters their own and fit into their story whereas in the marvel movies you could tell that they take really careful attention to make these characters stay true to what they are uh someone pointed out i'm sure everyone's talked about it in in infinity war the reason like everyone dusts and they dust immediately and have almost no reaction, but Spider-Man gets like a big monologue about it. And people are always like, Oh, they did that because people love Spider-Man. It's like, no, I think they did that because Spider-Man has spider sense. Mm-hmm. So he knew he was like, something was something wrong. Was wrong. Yeah. Before he like, before it happened, that's why, that's why he said like, Oh, Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good. It's mm-hmm. like his brain was just firing synapses. And he like couldn't place it because it's he you know he's like I'm about to not be me and it's like that makes it so much sadder because like man can you imagine like the confusion and then even I remember (laughs) watching on YouTube this like weird where they took scenes from the movie and put it over a quote like scenes from other movies and put it with a quote in Homecoming yeah Homecoming where Iron Man is like giving him the lecture on the boat about how like you know, uh, you shouldn't have been here. Like I told you to not come. He's like, what if you got like, what if someone got hurt? He's like, that's on you. He's like, what if you got hurt? Like that's on me. And like, they put that side by side with him disappearing at the end of Endgame, And like Tony Stark, like holding the dust. And it's just like, yeah, man, you brought him into this. Like, <laughs> all right. Uh, as a, as a comic book fan, um, in Endgame, and this almost ruins the whole movie for me. I'm not even going to lie to you. When they're pay- playing keep away with the gauntlet, mm-hmm. and then Captain Captain Marvel picks it up mm-hmm. and continues to play keep away. Did that bother you? What instead of just like putting it on and like put it on? Yeah, <laughs> she's like, yeah. like you, like they should have just had her nowhere near it, and it would have been fine. But they literally had her like. <laughs> And that's that's the one thing, like as like comic book fans, like we know like these characters a lot better than other people, and like we know she can put the gauntlet on and like snap it, and not even like she's she's fucking powered by cosmic energy and shit like that, like like so it wouldn't really be that big of a deal for her. Like she literally went out of her way to show 
like Thanos punch her full force in the face and his hand, like he literally went like, oh shit, ow, fuck, what happened there? Like, and it's like, that, that was the one thing that bugged me is like, you should have just never given it to her. You should have kept it in all the hands of these like, I don't want to say beats here, but like these like lesser superhumans and not giving it to like literal Thanos level power person. Like it's the same way. Like if they gave it to Thor, it wouldn't make sense. Like if he at any point had it, he'd just be like, all right, fuck it. Like, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Even like, like, like the, the Hulk annoyed me uh, with infinity. And it's just like, why is the Hulk being such a baby back bitch right now? And it's just like, it just irked the fuck out of me. And like, even like in end game, like the Hulk backs down from a challenge, like just this guy was so powerful. He literally cracked the plates of the earth with pure anger. And like, he's going to be afraid of Thanos all of it. Like literally like world war Hulk in last movie. He hit me real hard. Yeah. I don't want to fight him. Like that, that irked me a lot. Yeah. It's just like little, like, like that, 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 that literally almost ruins the movie for me. It's like thinking about like, even even Spider-Man might even have enough power to do it, really. Because Spider-Man, they don't really go over it too much, but he's, like, insanely, like, omega-powerful. Yeah, he's really strong, and, yeah. I mean, like, he's not, like, Hulk-level, but, like, he does have superhuman strength. I mean, he's got, like, more more willpower. Yeah, yeah like, uh, I remember reading a comic where they explain that, like, one of his greatest superpowers, like, his, like, is he's credited as having the strongest willpower in the entire universe. Like he just like, you can't mind control him. You can't like break his resolve. Like he's just like more so than any other mutation in him is just his willpower. His heart. It's, it's probably yeah. just, he's all heart. Like it's none of his power is what his limitations are. It's his experience and his, uh, his ego. Cause he's also very in the comics. He's like very full of himself, but yeah. like, you're talking about a kid who was 16 when he got like magneto level mutation powers. Like, I don't, I don't think he's on that quite that type level. Like, people like Magneto, like their their powers are always like, like in the comics is way different than the movies. But like his powers, like he literally, it's not even just metal. Like it's it's magnetic fields he controls. Like so he can move like any he can move wood. Like it doesn't matter. Like he's like literally can like fucking change the poles of the of the earth and shit like that if he wanted to. Uh, even like Iceman, like Iceman's like one of the most powerful mutants as well, and like he can like conjure fucking like ice monsters and and like all this crazy shit, and like they never show any of that stuff. But then like Mystique is like the most powerful fucking mutant all of a sudden. Yeah, because it's it's hard to explain. Maybe now because like I never thought that they, yeah, it's like I never thought they'd put some of this more like far out shit into like movies and TV shows. But like, dude. Between like the Flash TV show and Endgame, like they're putting time travel and multiple universes. Like we're not that far off from them just being like, yeah, fuck it. You know what? Like we're get we're getting Wanda as like an actual like reality bending force. Like she is House of, yeah, House of M style Wanda. Yeah, like yeah, like people are becoming more accepting of like really out there shit. Because <laughs> that's that's the problem. It's like. Oh, in movies before it's like it has to be realistic and now people are like we don't want realistic just fucking go for it and that's like the argument of like dc where like they're saying it's too dark and grim and all and it's just like no dude people want this like dark and grim like just give us give us it and same with the marvel marvel has always been really like like flamboyant really been really like over the top like crazy and like just go with it like they, they, i always like the cosmic stuff for marvel way more than like the not like the the other stuff like 
I loved uh, like Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, like Nova and shit like that. I'm really excited for them to do more cosmic stuff, especially like getting back the uh, fucking Galactus and Silver Surfer and like Beta Ray Bill is supposed to be in the next door movie and shit. Uh, like, so I'm really excited for like the cosmic level stuff, especially Kang's going to be the next big villain for the, the Avengers. Man, I, I wish I think it'd be really cool if they did a Fear Itself movie. Okay. I just that storyline is so cool to me still. <laughs> It's kind of hard to do with like Odin being dead and <laughs> Loki being dead. <laughs> they couldn't do it, but I, I think it would be yeah. great to see. So one of the other shows they have coming out later this year, I don't know if you saw it, it's going to be the What Ifs uh, TV series. Uh, so I'm, I'm hoping they do some really cool like What If stuff. And they probably they probably won't do any like the really off the wall shit like they did for it. But like I'm hoping they do some cool shit with it. What if Captain Marvel put on the Infinity Gauntlet? <laughs> and just fixed it? <laughs> it's just like... Oh, cool. Everyone's cool now. And yeah. nobody died. Shit. Okay. That was, a, that was the one thing that irked me. Uh, I know me and Mike Deesa talked about it, uh, but like War, like Adam Warlock, like they set him up in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. They, they actually did nothing. Yeah, they actually introduced them in Guardians and it's just like, not even a word. Like just. Yeah, we'll yeah. get to that later. Still, still got time. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, remember that guy? Keep remembering. Yeah, remember, remember that like 30 second thing at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy that no one had any idea what was going on with the gold people? And then, yeah, Adam yeah. Warlock. Keep that in head. Keep that in the back yeah, of your yeah. head. Well, maybe one day. Yeah. Maybe. All right. I'm going to go ahead and get ready to go to bed. Tyler, thanks for hanging out with us tonight. Yeah, man. Hey, man. So, yeah. I, I, enjoyed, I enjoyed listening to your guys' cast. <laughs> <laughs> That's a. We, we got we got i want to do like some other side projects like i was trying to get a podcast with man did i tell you about me and manso doing a podcast yeah it's hard with him though because he's like legally obliged to not talk about anything ever yeah and so that's what we found out eventually but like we were gonna do like a, a nerdy dad podcast which i thought like we would be really good at it would be like straight up our alleys but i would like to do more like comic book stuff i know seamus isn't the biggest of comic book fans but i don't know i like uh i like the the art of it I like I like listening to you guys talk about it. Actually, who's your favorite comic book hero, Seamus? My favorite, I I like Martian Manhunter a lot. Why Why Manhunter? That's a that's a unique one. Yeah, I I don't remember why. I, I just I, I've always motherfuckers afraid of fire. <laughs> I, I don't know. There's something like I have a really weird memory, Seamus, of you talking to us about how you watched a uh, like motion comic on Netflix about Doctor Strange. And how it resonated with you, like in a really <laughs> deep way. You were like, he said that uh, he he just like was looking at his hands and he's like, I want to use these hands to help people. And you were just like, and it just hit home with me. And I just had that <laughs> memory of you telling us that at like a GP or something. That's awesome. It's funny. <laughs> yeah, Martian Manor though. Like I don't know. There's something about his story that resonated with me. I don't. I don't remember what the la- it was. last of his race. I mean, yeah, it's the uh, big one. Like. Yeah, like the yeah, that's that's uh that's all me like family, you know, last of your race. Thank you all for listening. If you would like to support the WWSD podcast, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash WWSD underscore podcast. Make sure you like and subscribe on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Are you planning on using any of the weird shit from this for for public people? What do you mean? I don't, like, I don't understand your question. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't have the faculties right now to to 
to, to talk about anything. So we we could we could just what you said sounds good. He's trying to roundabout ask you if you're going to leave in that stuff about the, the marriage. He wants you to cut that out. Uh, I, I don't even remember that. 